Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Happy Sunday on this first Sunday of the month, November 7th. 2021. I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. It's a great morning here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on Talk Radio 77 WABC and all listening to our stream on WABCradio.com and on the 77 WABC mobile app. Today, I'll be speaking with newly elected Nassau County District Attorney Ann Donnelly. You may remember her. I had her on this show when she was running. And after that, I'll be joined by Fox News contributor Laura Trump. And later on in the show, I'll reveal the results of our question of the week. But there is so much that happened this week in America. We had an election on Tuesday night that kind of blew the lid off of everyone. They didn't expect it. The Democrats, the progressives, the Looney Tune left, they were stunned. And uh, we also saw that this was a an election and a movement where parents decided that they were going to take back some of the power that the school unions and the school boards and the school teachers felt that they were entitled to have. So there's so much to get to, and we'll get to all those topics and break them all down for you here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Plus, later on in the show, I will gavel out with my closing arguments. I'll also reveal the new question of the week that you don't want to miss. I always love your participation in our weekly polls on the topics that matter to justice here in America. And uh, it's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Janine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Now, I will begin with my opening statement. America is finally waking up. Perhaps we are even woke. But forget about the wokeness that you've heard of in recent years The enlightening that's happening now is bigger, greater, and will continue to create shockwaves throughout this country. In other words, a new side of the aisle is now woke. And I'm sorry to inform Nancy Pelosi, Don Lemon, AOC, Chuck Schumer, and the entire left-wing cabal that we are the ones woke. And here's what I won't do. I'm not going to bore you with sound bites of the awful things that the liberals and the Democrats told you about Republicans and conservatives and the mainstream media that did the same. But the only thing I want you to think about is the fact that James Carville just a few days ago called the Republican Party a cult. He said the Republican Party is not a party. It's a cult. But the Democratic Party, that's a coalition. Now, wait for this, folks. My what a difference a few days make. After making that comment just a few days before the election, after his party was embarrassed in Virginia, he appeared to change his tune and kicked off 
the left's political blame game. He said it's just stupid wokeness as to why they lost. The defund the police lunacy, this take Abraham Lincoln's name off of schools that people see, and it's just really having a suppressive effect across the country. The Democrats, some of these people, they need to go to a woke detox center. Well, James, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm so glad you had an about face within a couple of days. If only his party followed, because his fellow left-wing liberal Democrats have not only been wrong for years, within the last week, we had to hear this. We had to hear Joe Biden saying, I think we're going to win, and in this ridiculous grammar schoolish whispering voice says virginia i think we're gonna win virginia you see kamala harris got it better she said what happens in virginia will in large part determine what happens in 22 and 24 and she's right because what happened this past week is summed up In one word, it was, two words, it was the red wave. And Van Jones said it was a five-alarm fire. The left is scrambling. They've lost their highest-profile governor in New York as a result of his sex scandal. They now lost a Virginia gubernatorial race, and... The, they, they are losing races across the country, a progressive lost in Buffalo to a write-in Republican candidate. They lost races in Texas. They lost a race in Seattle, Washington, the chop Chaz capital of America. The progressives lost. Americans are starting to understand that the left doesn't care about us. They don't care about protecting us. They don't care about our children. They are happy to let our children sit at home and not go to school while they collect more money from the government, while the, uh, while the school board associations, while they get billions of dollars from Joe Biden. I want to know where is that money going? They don't care that your kids aren't being educated. They don't care that the kids in Russia and China, who our children will be will be competing with on a global level, that they are in school while our kids are not, while Randy Weingarten and the rest of that UFT goes and works for Terry McAuliffe. It's good that he lost. It's good that he lost because they poked Mama Bear in the eye. You're not going to call us domestic terrorists. You Democrat, liberal, leftists are not going to sick the FBI on us because we want to protect our children. And we're not going to let our kids get raped in a bathroom because you want some guy to identify as a woman one day so he can go into the girl's bathroom with a skirt and rape a young girl only to be sent to another school to rape another young girl. We're tired of it. We're tired of what you're doing with this release on cash bail. It doesn't work. It's anti-American. It's hate American. It's anti-law and order. And the bottom line is, everyone, that they poked us. They poked us in the eye, and now they're worried that the Republicans and the conservatives are the party of the parents. 
you damn right we're the party of the parents. We're the ones who are fighting to get our kids in school while you're fighting to make sure they don't go to school. While the, the, while the unions are fighting to make sure they get billions of dollars more when they've already gotten billions and they're not even teaching. While the unions are fighting to make sure that everybody gets vaccinated and now kids at five years old have to get vaccinated. No, 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 no. You leftists are not the party of parents. Republican conservatives are the, 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 there is a parents bill of right, that bill of rights that is being drafted by Congressman Kevin McCarthy, who I believe in 2022 will be the speaker of the house. And we won't have to deal with Nancy Pelosi anymore. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. Do good and take action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Tip in the scales when all else fails. The Judge Janine Tunnel the Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. All right, welcome back to the Judge Janine Puro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. A special shout-out as well for those of you joining us via our live stream on the 77 WABC mobile app and on WABCradio.com streaming worldwide. And for those with Alexa smart home speakers, you can tune in as well by simply saying, Alexa, enable the 77 WABC skill. Joining me now is District Attorney-Elect in the Nassau County District Attorney's Office. Please join me in welcoming Ann Donnelly to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Now, you all know that a couple of weeks ago, We had Ann Donnelly on, a career prosecutor with the Nassau County DA's office for 32 years, chief of organized crime and rackets, prosecuted murder cases, convicted dangerous drug gangs, and standing strong against Todd Kaminsky's cashless bail law, where 3,000 inmates were released to commit 9,000 new crimes, and she convicted the porn doctor who filmed and forcibly touched patients. She worked for 12 years prosecuting felons, and I begged you to get make sure that Ann got elected DA. And the good news is that she is now the district attorney, so welcome, Ann. What are your first thoughts, Ann Donnelly, or I should say district attorney Donnelly? It's nice to talk to you again. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to hitting the ground running and just move the office in the right direction. My message obviously spoke to people, safety, stand with law enforcement, and we're going to be a better county for it. Well, there's no question your your message resonated, Anne, because, I mean, this guy, Todd Kaminsky, I mean, he was a formidable opponent. He was well-known. They saw him as a rising star, uh, but he only got 39.8% of the vote. You got 60% of the vote. That is incredible. Uh, 154,682 votes in Nassau County. I got to tell you, that red wave that they talked about from Virginia, 
across this country to uh, Minneapolis, to Texas, to Ohio, Long Island. Uh, It was Virginia, obviously. It was a real thing. I think Americans are fed up. I think they're fed up with the lawlessness. And you are in a key position, Anne, to stop that lawlessness. Yes, I agree. I think people are are tired. They're fed up of seeing day after day violence occurring on our streets, crimes occurring on our streets, and feeling like it's it's going to get out of control. And, uh, you know, my first job and, and always will be as district attorney is to make sure that, you know, we, we justly um, look at the criminals and look at people who are committing crimes and get them off the street when we can and help the victims. You know, nobody talks about the victims of crime. That's right. And Donnelly. Right. And who needs to hold their hand and who needs, what can we do to help them get over this, this trauma? So I think it's going to be a great thing to have the opportunity to do that. Well, you're going to have the opportunity to do it, but it won't be new to you because you (laughs) have done this throughout your professional career. And, you know, people forget, uh, that, you know, crime, although it seems that it happens to other people, can impact you in a second. Your life can be changed forever because some thug, some criminal, some newly released or never incarcerated criminal makes a decision to victimize you. And Ann Donnelly in Nassau County, you know, you've got a, you've got a big county there. You've got a structure there of the DA's office. That is in place, but do you see any changes that you'll be making? Yes, I think we have a good structure there, but there are places that need improvement, that need resources allocated to them. Um, You know, one example is a bias hate crime unit, you know, something we don't have in the DA's office, but we need because, you know, we see that that type of crime is on the rise. And as you know, Judge, we need to have ADAs trained to recognize what is a hate crime, what is a bias crime, you know, and, and is something that maybe was not charged as one should be charged as one. So that's going to be a, a great, uh, great thing to be able to do. And then, you know, technology crime, something I did for many years in the office, mm-hmm. it, it's not going away. I mean, the Internet's not going away. Scams aren't going away. Right. Elder fraud's not going away. So these are places we need to make sure we have experienced and, um, you know, hardworking prosecutors. Well, you know, and the thing about prosecutors is uh, I used to say when I was D.A., you know, uh, this isn't a part time job where crime occurs 24 seven. And it doesn't matter if it's a holiday or if it's somebody's birthday. The truth is we are, you know, we are basically the archangels there. We are the ones who are protecting the victims and making sure that they're not re-victimized, whether it's in the courtroom or, again, by the same criminal defendant. And, you know, we see over and over again in this country, Anne, where they're not being prosecuted or they're being released immediately upon arrest or they're being released from prison early. And I think that the people of Nassau County have felt that you and your experience and your no-nonsense talk are going to be someone who's going to protect them. And that is so, so very important because you set, Ann Donnelly, new DA in Nassau County, you set the terms of that county in terms of the ability of kids to go to school and be safe, the ability of businesses to to actually operate. 
and not have to suffer from crime. You set the, the cost of housing because crime is being prosecuted. There is so much that spins off of the job of the district attorney in making sure that the community is safe and that criminals know there is no safe harbor for them in Nassau County. And as you go forward, you, you take uh, office on January 1, Ann Donnelly? Yes, January 1. January 1. And as you continue with new, whether it's new programs or, you know, reinstituting and, and reinforcing some of the old pro- programs, whether it's hate crimes or Internet uh, crimes, look, old crimes are being committed in new ways on the Internet with technology uh, and obviously the task forces that uh, we've got to be a part of so that, you know, you work with the local partners. You've already got all that set in place because people know you, they respect you, they know they're dealing with the real deal and not some liberal, nonsensical, leftist, ideological progressives who want to turn them loose. And uh, so you have, and the people of Nassau County have reinforced my faith, in, in the voters. So uh, we are we are thrilled for you, Ann Donnelly, and we look forward to having you on the show and making sure that, uh, you know, whenever you have a message that you need us to get out, whenever you want to make sure that uh, there are crimes uh, that, that need to be identified or laws that you're fighting for, we're going to give you the opportunity to talk about it here on 77 WABC. So before I say goodbye, just any last thoughts on your part as you venture into what I say, D.A. Donnelly, is the best job in the world? Well, I agree with you, and I'm really looking forward to it. Someone said to me, can you imagine you started 32 years ago as a line assistant at a law school, and now you're the D.A.? (laughs) And I said, that's almost an overwhelming, you know, thought. But. It's going to be good because you're right. I know the office. Keep working hard. Stand next to our men and women in blue and get the criminals and keep the victims safe. That's what it's about. And you know what? Standing tall, shoulder to shoulder with the men and women in blue, letting them know that you've got their back, that you support them and anyone who abuses them, assaults them or trashes them is going to have to deal with you and the men and women in your office. God bless you, Ann Donnelly. We are Tickled Pink uh, District Attorney Ann Donnelly, Nassau County. Go get them, you know, and fight the good fight. You're doing God's work. Take care. Thank you, Judge. I will. All right. Bye-bye. Up next, here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we will be speaking with Fox News contributor Laura Trump. And we're going to ask you our question of the week and tell you how to participate when the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show returns. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is honoring America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes this year. In a moving tribute to the fallen, the foundation's chairman and CEO walked from the Pentagon to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero, more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days. The foundation brought Towers of Light back to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance. And in a first for the nation, the foundation read aloud the names of those who lost their lives to 9-11-related illness. On Veterans Day, another first, the foundation is reading aloud the names of people lost in the war on terror.
The foundation is also giving away a home a day through the holidays this year in its season of hope. Do good and help America to never forget. Do good and take action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. It's the perfect time for a verdict, and you heard it here. This is the Judge Janine Tunnel the Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. All right, welcome back to the Judge Janine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Joining us now is a former producer of Inside Edition, current producer of Trump Productions Real News Updates, and now a Fox News contributor. Please join me in welcoming Laura Trump to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. All right, Laura, it is the Sunday after the big sweep on Tuesday. Uh, You know, I think that a lot of the Democrats and a lot of the left, a lot of the progressives are somewhat stunned with what happened on Tuesday. What's your take? (laughs) Yeah, well, good morning to everybody. It's great (laughs) to be on with you as always, Judge. Um, Listen, they better be stunned. They got a whooping handed to them, didn't they? And, you know, the funniest part to me is that they brought out the whole slate uh, on the Democrat side, they brought their all-star team. If you can call Joe Biden an all-star, they think he is. Apparently, they brought in Biden. They brought in Harris. They brought in Obama. They literally brought in every single person they could think of, thinking that somehow people are going to care about these folks and that that was going to inspire them to get out and vote. I actually think that was a big mistake of theirs. I think it looks like what they always do, which is pander for votes as though anybody cares about these people, what they found out is that what people really care about ultimately are their children, is their bottom line, is making sure that they have things that they need to impact their lives in a very positive way, that they have low taxes, that they can afford gas, that they can afford a turkey this Christmas and Thanksgiving. Those are the things that people have obviously shown that they care about and not the the quote-unquote star power of the Democrat slate that they brought in. So, um, look, I think it just speaks to what we're going to see more of in the coming um, months, in the coming years. And certainly, I think by the time we get to next year, 2022, the midterm election year, I think this is a very telling situation. The fact that you had a blue state like Virginia elect a, a, a Republican governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, seven House uh, Republicans were, were put in seats. It was an amazing, amazing situation to see, but it tells you the Democrat policies aren't working. People are not buying it. They are over it. And uh, what a great night for the Republican Party. Well, you know, there was one thing I must tell you, Lord Trump, that uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris, said uh, when they brought her into Virginia. I I was somewhat surprised. I know she went to Vietnam uh, not that long ago. So you're never really sure where she is, but she certainly is never where the action is. But what she said was, you know, this election and the results of it will portend what will happen in 22 and 24. Well, she was absolutely right on that. And I agree with you. I think the people that they dragged in, the so-called illuminaries like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and even Barack Obama was a reminder of the leftist progressive agenda 
where Americans are, are, are suffering in terms of the economy. They're suffering in terms of inflation. You know, we've got a president over there at a Glasgow climate change conference falling asleep and oh. then actually saying, you know, when people ask, what are we going to do about gas and, and, and the increase in gas prices? He said, well, we're going to have to push Russia and OPEC to push out more oil, which is so disappointing to a nation that depends so much on fossil fuel and a nation that your father-in-law, Donald Trump, President Trump, made energy independent. I mean, it's got to be so frustrating for you on a personal level as well. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're you're right. It's frustrating for all of us because, you know, I, and I think many Americans feel this frustration. We, we see now, if you didn't know before, how great we had it under a president, Donald Trump, who was actually looking out for Americans, who was actually serving in an office, not because he needed the job, not because he was <laughs> a career politician, right. but because he cared about what happened to American families. He cared about what happened to our country. He put this country first. And when you're talking about the, the oil situation, when you're talking about our energy independence, that was such a huge deal. I don't think he ever got enough credit for that, but no. he ought to get more because the fact that we were energy independent, but also a net energy exporter for yes. the first time in American history was huge. It gave us such a strong footing on a world stage from a national security standpoint, because think where we get our oil from. You just mentioned Russia, the Middle East. These are actors we don't want to have to deal with in any way, shape, or form if we don't have to. And Donald Trump allowed us to have that power right here in America. It enriched Americans. It made our gas prices go down. Now, I'm telling you, I've got an SUV because I got two kids. I got a cart around all over the place. To fill that thing up, I am filling that up twice a week. And it is crazy how quickly the price has gone up every other week. I'm like shocked by how much money how, it takes know, to fill this car up. Laura and Trump, it's not it, just me. You go across the country, everybody feels the same. Well, it, it is really a shame how it impacts. Look, the average American is spending an extra $175 a month for nothing. Just to just to exist. I mean, right. the price of beef is 17.6 percent higher than it was a year ago. And, you know, Biden is is the man is clueless. But let's talk, I want to go back to the election. I mean, there's so much uh, I could talk to you, Laura Trump, about. But with this election, you know, Virginia was a, a plus 10 Democrat leaning state. And, you know, you had this guy. He was a businessman, Yunkin. And he won. And now the Democrats are saying, you know, we've got to be the party of the parents. We are the party of the parents who protect the kids. I found that to be incredible. And, you know, now we've got uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, congressman, who's putting together a parent's bill of rights. So we don't ever have to see what happened at Ground Zero in Loudoun County, Virginia, where parents are literally arrested, where the attorney general comes in when the school board National School Board Association makes up a claim that they're domestic terrorists uh, because kids, a uh, girl is being raped in school, a ninth grader, by a guy wearing a skirt one day and decides he's a girl. I mean, the crazy anti-American, the anti-law enforcement, anti-law and order things that are going on, and they want to be considered the party of, of schools? Yeah, I mean, it is, it's so laughable to think that they, they, can, they still consider themselves, by the way, 
the the party of parents. I mean, get the yeah. heck out of here. These people, what they are doing, the Democrat Party to our educational system, to children all across America, is I mean, they these people have have done such a poor job. Not, if they uh, operated in the real world and not in government, there's no way they would ever be employed again because that's how poor a job they've actually done with it. It is the Republican Party that has been saying you have rights as a parent to understand what your child is learning in school. You should not be labeled a domestic terrorist for going to a school board meeting and saying, hey, I don't like the idea that my child is being indoctrinated with hateful rhetoric that teaches them to hate their country and hate one another, critical race theory. And I want to learn more about what they're being taught in school. That label should never be put on any parent. It's a great thing to see that parents want to be involved. And, you know, it's probably the silver lining to COVID that parents actually started hearing about and seeing what their kids were learning in school, and they were horrified by it. So the fact that the Democrats think in, in any way that they are representative of America's parents, I oh, mean, what laughable. a ridiculous notion that is. And it's too late for them now because they've shown their true hand. And you saw it happen in Virginia, and you almost saw it happen in New Jersey that that state almost elected a Republican governor as well. Because it's not just happening Cinderella, in Virginia. It's right. happening all across this country. And the parents have had enough. There's one thing I know as a parent, you want to see parents get involved. You want to see them step up to the plate, start messing with their kids. That's exactly <laughs> what the Democrats have been doing, and the parents are pushing back. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, it's it's a, a friend of mine just sent me something that I'm going to send out, and uh, she said she was pressing a machine in New Jersey for Cinderella, and it just, the machine wouldn't take it. She kept hitting it with her finger, and it wouldn't take it. You know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it is, it's frightening what's happened. But the good news is we've got, uh, in Ohio, we want a seat in Ohio. In Buffalo, we had a, a progressive you know, run against a uh, a writing candidate. The writing candidate won. Long Island, which uh, you know, Ann Donnelly, district attorney, against a very well known uh, state senator who, by the way, was pro. You know, turn them loose on the uh, no bail. Uh, and oh. so we're seeing it across the country. We're seeing it in Texas. We're seeing it in Seattle. It's across the country. It's not just Virginia. But I want to ask you That's about great. one more thing. Now, Lara, uh, you, Laura, you spearheaded the Trump-Pence Women's Empowerment Tour. And um, you were someone who was very involved in the women's movement. Uh, and then after the election in, in empowering women uh, in this country. Now, we elect, or in Virginia, the Commonwealth elected the first African American woman, a former Marine, to be Lieutenant Governor. She was a Republican, and the Attorney General, I believe, is Hispanic or Cuban. I'm not sure. And the squad, when asked about her, may, you know, reaching the highest level that no black woman has ever reached in the Commonwealth of Virginia, had nothing to say. And it is yeah, stunning. The, these people are all phonies, Judge. I mean, we know that. But here they're proving it to you. If you had any question, they are all a bunch of phonies. They claim to care about things like women being put in positions of power, women of color being put in positions of power. And then when it actually happens, because 
that woman happened to be a Republican, it's crickets from that team. You know what? I'm I'm personally a champion, although I have never voted for a Democrat before, of all women getting out there. If there's something you believe in and you want to run for an office, you ought to do it. I don't care what side you're on. I think it's a great thing. Um, and, and I'm for empowering all women, even those that maybe do not agree with you know, my political views. But on, on, of course, the side of the squad, they have nothing to say about it. And I love um, this woman, Winston, Winston Sears, who you just, right, just referenced, right. the newly elected <laughs> lieutenant governor of Virginia. She is so incredibly impressive. Her story is truly, she says it herself, the American dream. It is the story of the American dream. I think she was a Marine. and She was a Marine. She was a full citizen of the yes. United States because she knew what was at stake. She knew what this country was all about. And it's a beautiful thing to see that she got elected to this office. I think she has an incredibly promising career, career ahead of, ahead her. of her. She is so smart. I think she is spot on with all of her points on everything I've seen her talk about. Um, I think she's going to have a, a great career as the lieutenant governor of Virginia. And then I hope we see her go on to well, do bigger and better things there, because there's she's no question. doing a great job. There's no question, Laura, that a lieutenant governor-elect, Winsome Sears, is one of the most impressive women that I have seen in a long time. And she talks about the fact that she loved this country so much she was willing to give up her life for it. She said, and I'm not special. She said, I just worked hard and I stayed with it. You know, and they called her a white supremacist. They called Larry Elder, another African-American who ran for governor in the recall in California. They called him a white yep. supremacist. So although CRT and everything they 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 they, uh, uh, you know, try to teach is about the color of your skin. Hey, it's not about the color of their skin. It's it's about the content of their character. I mean, they reverse it. They say even though they're black, they're white supremacists. They are such phonies. It is it is amazing. But uh, Lord Trump, just one last question. I mean, as we go forward, uh, does your father-in-law, the former president, talk about running in twenty twenty-four? Do you have any anything you want to tell us? <laughs> Should I break some news here with you, Judge? Today <laughs> is yeah. Sunday morning. Um, well, I think we all know that he loves this country, that he's felt very strongly about standing up for um, everyday Americans, for the forgotten men and women of this country. It's why he ran in 2016. It's right why he ran in 2020. And look, we'll see ultimately what happens. But I know that he is so upset to see how quickly things have taken a downward turn since Joe Biden was inaugurated as president of the United States. I know that he cares very much about putting the America First agenda back uh, you know, into America and making it part of, of who we are and our ethos as a country. So I'll let him make any major announcements. <laughs> but I think I think that people uh, and I'm telling you, I think it's an interesting thing what's happened right now, because Joe Biden obviously is not a person I would have ever voted for. I think he's doing a terrible job, right, but he is right. single handedly red pilling more people in this country than it's any Republican candidate could do than any single Republican or conservative themselves could do because he's showing exactly why virtue signaling and voting for somebody uh, based on sunshine, lollipops and rainbows and not actual results in what they want to do for this country that right. shows you what it'll get you. And it's a bad situation. Laura Trump, thanks so much for joining us on this Sunday morning. We love having you. Take care. Thank you. Great to be with you. Thanks. When we come back, the results we've been waiting to reveal We're talking about our question of the week, and it's coming up next. 
right here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on the one and only 77 WABC. Tipping the scales when all else fails. The Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. All right, you know what time it is. It's time to reveal our question of the week. Last week, we posed this question. Do you think Alec Baldwin should be charged with a crime? The question was posed after Alec Baldwin, while on the set of the film Rust, fired a prop weapon, killing the film's director of cinematography, Helena Hutchins. So, here are the results. 68% said no, and 32% said yes. The majority of our listening audience believes that Alec Baldwin should not be charged with a crime. Now, I think that's very interesting because right now we know that the sheriff and the district attorney are considering charges of involuntary manslaughter as well as other charges uh, involving the possession of a firearm. Now, the, the 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 dichotomy here is that no one is saying that Alec Baldwin intentionally killed Helena Hutchins. But if the rules are such that you're supposed to be 20 feet from anyone and you're never supposed to point a gun in the direction of another person on set and you do, you know, there is some negligence uh, or a recklessness in that situation. In addition to that, if if Alec Baldwin is in charge of the production of that film, the issue is, did he do everything he should have done to make sure he had the proper people on the set, making sure that the people checked the weapons? And we've heard since then that, what they did on the set of Rust is unacceptable. That you don't just hand a gun and not look at it, not shine a light down the barrel, not pull out the chamber to make sure there's nothing in there, or at least make sure that that it's a uh, that it's not a real live bullet. None of that stuff happened here, and we got a lot of problems with inexperienced people on the set. Some of that may be attributable to him because he wasn't just the actor. He was the person who's, uh, who was the executive producer and part owner of that production company. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But both the DA and the sheriff are not as sure as we are. <coughs> so the question of the week for this week. Do you believe the red wave of this past election is a result of shortcoming of the Biden administration so far? Do you believe the red wave of the past week uh, election is a result of the shortcomings of the Biden administration? So basically what we're asking you is even though the elections were local, like this in New York City, the mayor, in Seattle, Washington, the mayor, uh, in Virginia, the governor, these are state and local races. Do you think that the shortcomings 
of the Biden administration is impacting local elections. You know, there was someone that I heard on TV the other day who actually said, uh, you know what, people understand Biden had nothing to do with this, and the national elections will be so very different because Biden is working hard for the American people. I thought that was a hoot, but hey, you never know what people are going to buy. So, you know, mentally buy. So make sure you chime into the conversation and vote. All you have to do is log onto our website at wabcradio.com forward slash tag forward slash web dash poll. Okay, now that's wabcradio.com forward slash web dash poll. I'll be reading the results of the question of the week next Sunday live right here on 77 WABC. I cannot believe we're out of time already. Make sure that you join us right back here next Sunday at 11 a.m. sharp for the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. And up next, it's Dick Morris' show where you can listen to great political commentary. I listened to him last week. I think he's fantastic on all the issues you care about. Happy Sunday, everyone. Have a great week. I'll see you next Sunday morning. Or at least I'll talk to you.